Well, we have in our gospel here something we saw last uh, Thursday, I believe it was last Thursday, something I spoke about here at St. Francis, and that is this kind of a theme of Jesus's messianic secrets, this whole idea that he doesn't want his reputation to really be broadcast. And so, uh, last Thursday, was it last Saturday? I think it was last Thursday. We saw this, the blind man, he heals, uh, I'm sorry, a leper, he heals a leper, and the, the guy and Jesus says, don't tell anybody, and he goes out and he tells everybody. So, but so also here, um, if that leper was a, was someone who was doing some advertising for Jesus, we have the demons doing the advertising for Jesus. So they're all, they all cry out, you are the son of God, and he sternly warns them not to make him known. And there are many reasons for Jesus wanting people to be quiet about his identity, one of which, that which I spoke about last Thursday, was a, a kind of a fear of sensationalism. He doesn't want his miracles to be disconnected from his message, which will inevitably happen uh, with people um, uh, volunteering of their own accord to be his advertisers. Uh, another issue, and I touched upon it lightly last Thursday, is that the people in general needed a re-education in what the Messiah uh, was going to be all about. They expected the Messiah to be this grand, glorious political figure who was going to come um, and uh, teach the Romans a lesson and liberate Israel, and uh, it was all going to be, you know, glory and honor and uh, easy street from uh, then on outwards. But the coming of the Messiah was actually going to be the beginning and inaugurating a, a period of suffering. And so the Messiah uh, is a suffering Messiah. He's he's a suffering Messiah before he's a triumphant Messiah. Uh, and the people needed a re-education in that. Uh, so if they had prematurely recognized Jesus as the Messiah, they would have expectations about him that were really not true to his vocation and to what he came to do and to establish. Now, in some ways, it's kind of surprising, and sometimes it's not surprising that the people would have this concept of the Messiah. When you look in the Old Testament, there are certainly many, many passages uh, in the prophets and in the Psalms that portray the Messiah as being a very glorious, authoritative, kingly figure who's going to come and, and dominate the nations. But there are also passages, many, really, that portray the Messiah in a different light. In a, in a, uh, they portray the Messiah as a figure who struggles, who suffers, who's got a lot of problems, and he's got to face them. And sometimes, you know, his his journey on the surface doesn't appear to be all that successful. And we see that with King David, you know. But it didn't really sink into the people. You would have thought possibly that looking at David's life with all of the problems that he encountered, with Saul wanting to kill him, uh, with all of the lamentations in the Psalms. Look at the Psalm that we recited today. My tears are stored in your flask. That's a pretty neat image. Um, so if, G- if David is a type of the Messiah and David suffered and was weak, um, you would have thought that, you know, maybe this is what we should expect about the Messiah, but that wasn't the case. Uh, the people expected just the glory and the easy street. And I think in our own spiritual lives, we, we want everything to be triumphalistic. 
and nothing to involve. We don't want to have the spiritual journey involve tears being counted in the bottle. We don't want it to be involve lamentation, suffering, um, opposition, and uh, and hardship. And when we encounter that, we get kind of surprised. And so we're not quite different. We're not too different from the Israelites that are expecting the Messiah to be glorious. So also we expect Jesus to be all glory for us sometimes. We just want everything to be easy. Uh, and uh, but, but the truth of the matter is that God's power and his strength and his glory are made perfect in our weakness. And we celebrate that today with St. Agnes, with this wonderful feast. We see Agnes as this awesome type of Jesus, uh, a little child. She was probably 12 years old, 13 years old, very weak, uh, very fragile, and uh, remarkable that she was a martyr at such a young age, uh, as were many other young virgins at that time period. This is probably 3rd or 4th century A.D., very early era of the church. And so uh, in our in our lives... We look to a Messiah who is not just glorious and triumphant, but his triumph and his victory, they come through suffering. And this is uh, what we as his followers um, can expect for ourselves as well, like St. Agnes.